G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with Pastor Ben Cosford from Adelaide He's a musician, an actor, a pastor Looking forward to hearing a bit of his story today uh, Welcome along Ben, let's find out a bit of your story Whereabouts were you born and raised? Yeah, good day, Matt um, I was born and raised in Sydney um, With a little couple of years living in uh, Nairobi okay. um, In Kenya um, and yeah, grew up in Sydney and um, was there and, um, and been in Adelaide 11 years. Tell us about uh, Nairobi. How long were you in Nairobi for? Uh, we were there for two and a half years. Uh, my dad was flying for uh, Kenya Airways and um, Qantas was in a, in a slow point. So um, their pilots sort of went elsewhere for a little while. And um, yeah, we ended up in, in Nairobi and uh, yeah, named my first son after... Um, our security guard there. <laughs> wow. How old were you when you were in Kenya? Uh, two and a half to sort of five-ish or four and a half, yeah. Okay, so you're pretty young, but uh, sure you've got a, a few a few memories there. And what about your uh, your faith journey? Were you raised in a religious household? Uh, my mum was a Christian and my uh, stepfather was a Christian. And, yeah, I was always um, went to church with them and uh, encouraged in my faith, and I uh, can't really remember a time where I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I remember sort of reading my Bible and praying in year seven and eight and so on. Um, and yeah, I think that was that was very real for me back then. I was pretty keen and uh, pretty keen at school as well, involved with sort of before school prayer group in my younger years and. Uh, involved with the Christian group at lunchtime and so on. Wonderful. And tell us a bit about your, your career. What did you do when you finished school? Yeah, I I was sort of fairly clear when I was sort of last couple of years at high school that I was um, wanting to explore um, Christian ministry in a sort of full-time paid capacity. And so when I left school, I went and found a part-time uh, position at a church on the northern beaches of Sydney in Newport and uh, Anglican Church and um, was doing youth and kids ministry there for a couple of years and then finished that and um, had a year of just sort of yeah weighing up what I really wanted to do and then I went to Bible College to um, Sydney Missionary Bible College in 99 to do a Bachelor of Theology there. Oh wonderful I've got a 
Kind of a similar story. I did Bible college at uh, Phil Pringle's church at uh, Brookvale uh, in, uh, oh, yeah. in Sydney. So I know the area pretty well and ended up being a yeah, youth yeah. pastor in Coffs Harbour for many years. So we've kind of – our paths may have crossed at some stage. You never know. And- yeah, there you go. I spent, I spent my childhood actually going one weekend to C3 with Phil Pringle and the other weekend to – Christchurch St. Ives when I was visiting my dad versus visiting my mum. So, oh, there you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a connection there. there. <laughs> and, and I actually did the School of Creative Arts at uh, uh, C3 Church uh, because I wanted to be okay. an actor and uh, okay. w- w- wanted to get into that. And, and I, did, I actually did a, a summer school at NIDA um, for a week and it turned me off acting forever. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I went, oh, my goodness, if that's what actors are like, I don't want to be around that bunch. So, <laughs> so I just got into the ministry. Um, and uh, yeah, some, would, right. some, would stay, some would say I still do a lot of acting while I'm a pastor. But uh, anyway, so tell us about your passion for the creative arts. How did you get into acting and, and singing? Yeah, I've always um, – so in high school I did lots of uh, musicals and had sort of lead roles in four musicals and plays and loved that. And then once I left high school, sort of did a little bit, but that sort of fell by the wayside. Um, music I'd always done in high school and continuing, played in church sort of, you know, all that time and also done some songwriting and a few gigs a while ago. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I had I've had a um, a twenty year battle with depression um, that started when I was at Bible College. It's not reflective of the college I went to or anything like that, but it's actually reflective of the fact that um, February last year, so twenty twenty, I was diagnosed with ADHD, um, which kind of made sense of why I started having you know depression at Bible College because all of the struggles of ADHD are kind of compounded in a uh, more academic environment where you're trying to write 4,000 word essays and, and everything. And my mind just couldn't do it. And that was just really hard. Um, and so, yeah, being diagnosed last year and, um, you know, some help with that, uh, it actually seems to <laughs> have lifted, uh, you know, this 20 year battle with depression, um, uh, literally overnight, like I started medication on the 7th of February last year and I haven't had a dark day since. So uh, it's quite amazing. And what that's done for me is uh, I think all the uh, emotional sort of drain of depression also drained my creative energies. Um, and so since that's lifted, I just sort of, been doing a lot more songwriting um, and enjoying music and discovered just a joy that I have in singing. In fact, um, hitting COVID lockdown last year made me really realise how much I love singing. Um, I love singing in church, but I just like singing in general and I was missing that. Um, and so the last 12 months have seen me sort of doing a lot more music than I've done in a long time and you know, released a song for the first time last July um, my good friend's uh, encouragement, and so yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy fourteen months, but um, yeah, some real highs and some real lows. <laughs> well, there's a real silver lining there to the COVID lockdown for you, isn't it? You know, you obviously um, were able to 
make the most of the time and uh, write some songs and release some music. Tell us a bit about the uh, the songwriting process and, and your style of music. Uh, have you got any influences that you'd like to share with us about, you know, w- what your style of music is? Yeah, um, I probably describe it as indie rock. My influences would be, um, uh, I'm a big uh, Foo Fighters fan, Green Day, um, probably my biggest influence in terms of songwriting would be um, something for Kate and Paul Dempsey, um, huge Paul Dempsey fan. I love the rawness of his voice and just the emotion that he um, communicates through his voice. And I guess that's something that I try and do and try and be fairly uh, transparent with my lyrics. I think for me, writing songs is like uh, when I'm writing lyrics, it's kind of me journaling and, you know, writing what I'm feeling and trying to be really um, uh, just transparent and, and real as I write that, those lyrics. And so when I'm playing, it's uh, kind of vulnerable <laughs> because it's kind of like putting your journal out there for everyone to read. Mm. Um, but I, uh, well, I, I, did, I did a gig two weeks ago, and that's my first gig of originals in 16 years. So, wow. Um, that was, um, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, that was with the um, Aussie Grain Artists Showcase here in Adelaide. And, um, uh, yeah, but it was kind of, you know, a bit of vulnerability because these songs that I've written, you know, it's kind of putting them out there for the first time. No one had heard them before, and you don't know how people are going to respond. Mm. Um, but a lot of lot of people really kind of connected with the lyrics around depression and burnout and I've got a song called The Black Dog. It's all about, you know, depression and, um, yeah, so that was, it was interesting. It was quite encouraging, actually. Well, you're in good company. I mean, you look at uh, King David, the, the greatest songwriter of all time, arguably, um, you know, wrote many of the Psalms and, uh, of course, uh, many of our worship songs these days have sprung out of those Psalms, but there's also many of the Psalms show the darkness and the, the tough times that uh, David went through. Um, I think of uh, there's another Christian band called the Sons of Korah. Uh, they they mm. do, do a lot of beautiful uh, psalms, but they also do the the lamenting ones, the 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 dark ones. Uh, it's important to to acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff in the Bible where people are going through a valley, and it's okay to talk about that because you know we we trust in the Lord no matter what happens, don't we? Yeah, I think that's true, and I think. Um it's easy to discourage people because we only ever focus on the shiny time mm. and don't don't bring out that lament. And I think that's really important because people need to know how to lament well, how yeah. to grieve well. Yeah. And if we don't sort of, uh, if we don't have anyone in the you know public eye kind of doing that, or you know teachers doing that, or um, whatever, then yeah, we kind of think that it's uh, abnormal or wrong or sub-Christian or whatever. But, yeah, like you said, David, King David, you know, he, he had all the range of emotions in his psalms. Mm. And so what I'm feeling at the moment is I, I feel I've got to write what I'm feeling at any given moment. And mm. as I go through, so I, I, I faced burnout end of last year and and some some leave from um, pastoral ministry for that burnout, um, and I'm trying to just 
sort of write what I'm feeling and if I'm feeling angry towards God, if I'm feeling distant or like I wrote some lyrics the other week, um, you know, leave me alone um, and then you never leave me alone. It's kind of, I want to be left alone, but you see, you keep putting Christians around me who are trying to encourage me and uh, I don't want it, but yet you're doing it because you care. And so there's sort of just trying to be honest, just trying to be transparent and feel those tensions and, and feel the, the pain of that. Mm. Now, I'm also curious to know about your acting career. Is it true that you've played the roles of Tony Blair, David Cameron and Elvis in previous acting? Uh, I'm just looking up. A, I've done a bit of a Google here. Is that true? You've, you've played all three of those characters before? It's almost true. I I, I did. Um, I was in Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat in year nine at school and played Pharaoh in the persona of Elvis. Okay, is, there you uh, go. Fairly, yep. fairly often done. So I had a nice uh, white sequin jumpsuit and... A um, couple of kids at school who were rockabillies did my hair for me. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, later this year, I'm in a production called The Audience, which is sort of the 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 audiences with the the Queen that she has had with prime ministers over the the century. Oh yeah. And in that production with the um, Fairy Theatre Company, I'm playing um, David Cameron and Tony Blair. Wow. So um, that that's a that's a soon to be one. Very cool. Fantastic. Well, it's great to yeah, see yeah. Uh, that, you know, not only have you worked in Christian ministry as a pastor, you're a musician, an actor. Um, we need more creatives in ministry all over the world to shine a light, don't we, hey? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it's great to have people in, in, all, in all sectors mm. um, and, you know, certainly having Christians in the arts I think is important. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm shining very brightly at the moment, um, but... Um, I just kind of keep putting my toe in there and I guess seeing how God will use me. I noticed that uh, you're a bit of a, a coffee fan as well. Tell us about your uh, coffee <laughs> business that you, you've been involved with. Yeah, yeah. So um, necessity is a mother of invention. I was um, uh, I put my hand up for uh, ordination back in 2015 and was only um, working part-time and, and had always wanted to start a business. And I'd been roasting on a, a popcorn popper for uh, five or so years at that point, taught by my father-in-law. Um, and so I thought, well, I think I'll have a crack, mind the pun, at um, starting a coffee roasting business. And so 2015, I kicked off uh, Soul City Roasters and um, yeah, it went from sort of a popcorn popper to a slightly larger machine to a five kilo machine that was... Uh, in my in my garage, and then um, moved to a premises and opened a shop slash cafe, selling our beans and some goods and 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 making coffee. Um, and yeah, with the, part of the goal of it, trying to employ refugees into the business, um, which we did. Um, and then I was very fortunate in two thousand and. Uh, 19 to sell it to a uh, guy who's become a good friend of mine um, called Ben Larkman, uh, who already owned B3 Coffee. And so he now, he bought Soul City Roasters off me because it was getting a bit too much to manage with pastoring as well. Um, and so, yeah, I sold that, which uh, it was, you know, kind of a relief, but I'm really glad that it's continued on because I put a lot of, you know, hard work into it and, mm. 
So that was a, a good business journey and, and certainly got to drink lots of great coffee and sample <laughs> all sorts of coffees and so yeah, no um yeah, that was that was that was a bonus. <laughs> I like the name Soul City Roasters. You know, I always thought someone should start a Christian coffee shop called Jehovah Java. What do you think of that name? You like it or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just cheesy. Yeah, I know, I know. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, hey, mate, it's so good to connect with you today, Ben, and uh, we pray the Lord will bless you with uh, your acting, your music, and your ministry as well. And uh, thanks for being thank so you. open and honest with us today. If people want to search up to find your music, they can search Ben Cosford, C O S. F-O-R-D, Ben Cosford, based in Adelaide, South Australia, and uh, find up uh, some of Ben's music. Uh, you can uh, find it, find him on social media, find his website, search up Ben Cosford, you'll find all the info. Ben, I reckon you're History Maker. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the time, mate. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels, and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.